0: Oh, you're recording right now? Okay. Uh, whoa! Well, yeah, <laughs> podcast mode. Hey, yeah, you were welcome to uh, House of Decline. We're doing something new in that this episode is kind of about something. Uh, and uh, we we have, of course, it's, it's me, uh, Alex. We have Steven, as always. And then Hello. we have another Alex, who is an expert. In the subject matter, hello, Alex.
1: Hi, Alex. Hello. Hello,
0: And the too. subject matter is that of the Dark Enlightenment. The which Dork Enlightenment. The Dork Enlightenment, <laughs> which we have talked a lot about on this podcast, but never really gone into a deep dive about what it is. But I think it's important because it sort of animates our thesis of that everything is getting worse in that <laughs> now they are using Deleuze to justify having the seasteading boy-fucking <laughs> ultra capitalist communes <laughs> in the middle of the sea. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Alex, um just uh, not
2: an inaccurate description. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's how we start. Uh, Alex, can you tell us a little about the Dark Enlightenment? Just like, what is if I don't know anything about it? Yeah, what's the first thing I should know same, about it?
1: And I have the same question. That's a good yeah. question. That's my question too.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, well, not being like somebody who's read all of the material necessarily, just you know. Gone through the basics. It was coined, I think, by that Mencius Moldbug. I forget. I, I, I can never pronounce his name. Menschus uh, Moldbug. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's
1: right. Yeah. Curtis Yarvin.
2: Curtis yeah. Yarvin. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I think that he's the one who coined it and, like, called for this neocameralism, a neocameralist government where you would form into separate companies. And rule, like, and you would have the right to switch companies, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like you
2: can, oh, no. You can move between which corporation you work for and live in, and be like a bunch of company towns or something. You know
0: what that reminds um, me of is the Crimson Permanent Assurance from the Monty Python sketch, where all yeah. the all the corporate buildings are pirate ships. The beginning and they of the life, each of br- other?
1: the beginning of not not life, the beginning of the ah.
0: It has the baby sequence, the meaning the, of life, the meaning of life, right? Yeah, the that's meaning the, of life. Yeah, the crimson per- permanent assurance. So yeah, you, you 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 can only be part of a corporation as sort of like there is no state entity. There's just corporations.
1: Yes, yeah. and... that was a play on corporate rating.
2: But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that Yarvin, you know, like you can kind of follow it out from there. The way he thinks about the world is basically. Democracy has failed. Western civilization is collapsing. We need to move on to something else. People, you know, there's kind of that like people want to be controlled by an entity or need to have something, mm-hmm. but government isn't it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then at some point, uh, Nick Land uh, picked that. Who up. is
0: Nick Land?
2: Ooh, big question.
0: Yeah. Um, Just like, what are his, because he was credentialed before he started into this crazy line of reasoning, right? Uh, What were his academic credentials before he was a crazy?
2: Uh, Well, he was part of a kind of little academic movement uh, that came out of um, Warwick philosophy, the philosophy department at Warwick, Mm. um, where a bunch of people who are now Pretty heavy in academia came out of um, Reza Negarestani, Ray Brassier, Kodo Eshun, um, just for folks who might be familiar. Uh, there and there's some really excellent work that came out of there, including from Land early on. Um, and they sort of, I'd say, were the were the people who coalesced accelerationism uh, into. I a, see into a thing, even though they didn't coin the term, I don't think. And many of them wouldn't consider themselves accelerationists. That -hmm. was kind of the vibe at the time, which was like, you know, the internet is here and technology is taking over. What are we going to do? Like, does capitalism even make sense Can we manage
0: this or just lean into the chaos?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. but, But yeah, so Land was a real scholar back then and had some you know, interesting ideas, was certainly an expert in like Kant and Deleuze. Yes, but around 2010,
0: Um, 2011, he turns to this Mencius Moldbug, Curtis Yarvin philosophy of like, and really starts fleshing it out in an academic sense, right?
2: Yeah, Uh, well, he, you know, this when the CCRU broke up. Oh, by the way, that stands for Cybernetic Culture Research mm-hmm. Unit. Hell's
0: yeah, that's some Neil <laughs> yeah. Stevenson shit.
2: Nick Land, like he helped start that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he and uh, and a woman uh, named Sadie Plant, who uh, who wrote a book called Writing on Drugs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> both me- both meanings of that of the mm. that phrase. <laughs> yes. Um, because they were writing on drugs. They were all on drugs, uh, especially mm-hmm. Nick Land. I think that they were taking speed all the time. They used to hold conferences that were like dance parties. Like, like they would, somebody would be reading a paper and there would be disco playing and somebody would be like mm-hmm. on drugs, mm-hmm. dancing around the stage. Like, <laughs> 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 And I think there's an, there's an anecdote in some uh, article about Like, where does accelerationism come from? That's like, at one point, somebody stood up in the audience and was like, Some of us are still actually Marxists, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are still Marxists, hello. We still believe in. Liber theory of value.
1: I do like uh, that accelerationists were all on speed, though. I love yes. that.
0: Yeah. No, but it's Makes part sense. of the dork enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. Accelerationism are very fast, and uh, my general theory, which is that speed turns you into a fascist. Do, so <laughs> I want
1: to just quick interjection footnote because I'm uh, reading Please. the Wikipedia page about the monks who we discussed in a couple episodes before, because mm-hmm. I li- finally listened to the monks album. 10 out of 10. Can't believe I didn't know about it. But apparently while they were in Hamburg, the same woman named Oma got them hooked on speed that also got the Beatles hooked on speed. Oh my. There's so this sh- crate, there's this like crazy grandma in Germany who was like all the all the Wehrmacht boys used to love these pills. <laughs>
3: <laughs> She's just
1: giving it to the bands that come through Hamburg. Prelude in no. man, that was uh,
0: all the we did prellies, and we could stay up three days at a time playing for all these Hamburg people, and they were openly fucking in the audience. And it was all gingle gangle gree back then at the at the Indra Club. I know a lot about the Beatles. Uh, I love the yeah, I, Uh
2: I, I feel like that's a forgotten part of the 60s is that a lot of people were on speed a lot of the time. is like Yeah. Before 65. It wasn't very chill. Yeah.
0: No, no. <laughs> a lot of assault. John Lennon was kicking the shit out of a lot of people on the streets of Hampton.
2: Right.
3: No, Jesus, <laughs> ah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why he always. So that's because John Lennon thought uh, Stuart Sutcliffe dying was karma for him kicking the shit out of so many people.
1: Ah, oh. oh.
0: That's a horrifying story of John I, Lennon. Yeah, I th- <laughs> I, I'd people. hate to be
1: the friend that he revealed that to.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my. So we got Nick Land, 2011. He's uh, partnering also with uh, big corporate money with Peter Thiel, guys like that. Yeah. Wow. So what interest does, uh, someone like Peter Thiel have in this philosophy of basically mm, corporations becoming de facto Kings? I mean, that's a vast oversimplification,
2: but, uh, no, uh, yeah, well, I think, um, you know, you can read, some accelerationist texts, including the accelerationist manifesto or manifesto for an accelerationist politics, or MAP as it's sometimes called, mm. which is uh, by Nick Cernicek and Alex Williams, and that was written around 2011 as well. Um, mm-hmm. You can re- you can read that piece and basically hear Andrew Yang running for president. You know?
3: <laughs>
2: it's like it's like very like I agree with swaths of it Mm -hmm. in terms of their critique of the left i think is pretty poignant but some of their suggestions on what to do are like okay how is this not just like silicon valley disruption rhetoric Mm. (laughs) i like Um, i
0: like accelerationism because we have disaster capitalism but have you tried disaster socialism
2: yeah, I think it was called socialism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah always good in a crisis.
2: Oh, man. Uh, Oh, I was going to say, um, land, the CCRU broke up partially because land, I think was eventually fired. He was like living in his office and it was like covered in dirty clothes and old. Food, oh my. And was like, had lost his mind basically. <laughs> and, um, because of all the this, speed among other things, hey. uh, and then he moved into this dingy apartment with the, with the hangers on who were left and didn't move on to other careers. Mm. Um, and they would just, like, do speed and write. And then he disappeared completely and resurfaced in China about <laughs> three, three to five years later. <laughs> Man,
0: I want to resurface. That's such a great yeah. verb.
2: <laughs> I've never
0: resurfaced anywhere. I, would I resurfaced.
1: To I, I, I resurfaced once. That is once. true.
0: You did resurface at one point.
1: Yeah, made oh, well, a small ripple yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> all you have to yeah, do to sure. resurface is quit social media You're,
0: you and then come correct. back. And then just come back. Mm-hmm. That's all. What did he do in um, China? What was Nick Land, Nick Land in China? 1010 in China.
2: Nick Land in China. Well, well think about China and okay. think about the idea of a corporation running a country. Uh They kind of work pretty nicely together at this point in Chinese. Are you saying that
0: socialism with Chinese characteristics is basically just this feudal baron lord system of corporations battling it out with each
2: other? I'd say it it maybe bears some similarities. I don't know enough about China's government to to make any definitive claims (laughs) on on, on that. But uh, I would just say if I were to pick anywhere in the world where a guy with that kind of... Worldview would go it Mm -hmm. it does kind of make sense like it's an accelerating You know proto even kind of proto-capitalist, you know if you live I think he lived in Shenzhen, which is a um, Special economic zone. So it even has a kind of separate enclave from the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's like a city-state That's completely unregulated That's Mm -hmm. a scary thing. Look into special economic zones. Special economic Uh, zones. That's a a scary (laughs) phrase. Yeah. (laughs) They they basically That's what I call
0: my dick and balls is my special economic zone. (laughs) Hey, hey. Uh, sorry, Sorry. So he's in Shenzhen, special economic zone, doing some dark shit.
2: Yeah, and then picks up the phrase dark enlightenment. Um, and runs with Ooh. it, writes a piece called The Dark Enlightenment, or I guess it's a book, like a short book, um, where, yeah, it's, you know, the funny thing is, is I, it's hard to describe, but there are huge differences between Yarvin and Land in terms of how they arrived at their conclusions. I think mm-hmm. Yarvin is a more... Typical fascist kind yeah, of. Yeah,
0: Yarvin is very. Computer incel guy. STEM lord. Yeah. Uh, very reeks of it. It's like, it's clear that the femoids have taken over discourse and like exactly. poisoned the well with their uh, intolerable anti logic. And so kings must use violence in order to stomp them down and see, don't you see reality for how it is? Whereas Nick Land, I don't understand. How did he come to it?
2: Well, He came to it something (laughs) along the lines of something like, or what I've heard, and I think read from him, is that capitalism is like a virus from the future that has come back to infect the present to kind of allow its own ascension.
1: It's Rocco's Basilisk. Is that how they're, and he links that with uh, schizophrenia being as like a disease from the future, I think.
2: Yeah, because capitalism, like, causes this, you know, breakdown of the otherwise, um, like, brains can't handle capitalism, so Mm -hmm. schizophrenia, I guess, becomes a kind of side effect. Mm -hmm.
1: Deleuze and Guattari write about that extensively, have a whole book about that.
0: Yes, uh, schizophrenian capitalism. Schizophrenian capitalism. How, how do
1: you find uh, that? Like it's like learning a language to read some of these guys. Um, it's kind of yep. like inventing a language, and you if you key into it. The idea you the you you have to learn a language before the ideas you can understand the ideas. So I've found that like to be a big learning curve. But once just it recognizing is. that alone makes the learning curve easier because it's not that you're not understanding the sentences necessarily, because sometimes the sentences don't make sense unless you understand what language they're using.
2: Yeah. They, the, the, the and Guattari are particularly, um, strange in the way they use language, uh, and so.
0: We're talking about Deleuze and Guattari here. Guattari, I took a Guattari <laughs> shit the other day. Ooh.
1: Uh, <laughs> is it Guattari? Gwa- uh, Gwater- I never I've, heard, I've it, heard said it before. Deleuze. I I've don't heard know. Both.
0: I I know the name just because um I I've been around that, but they sort of would you say they sort of come out of like more of the Foucault tradition or like where do they where did Deleuze and Guattari come out of and why are they important to the Dark Enlightenment?
2: Um, well, I don't know how how important they are at this point anymore. I don't want to draw too too much of a line between.
0: No, no, this. they're different. But it's interesting how the postmodernism of Deleuze and Guattari, uh was directly influential in the fact that a huge, a huge linchpin for why they say we should return to kings is that there is no arc of history. And that's what, you know, mm. the uh, a lot of the postmodern movement attempted to uh, sort of describe, uh, if, if yeah, I'm sure. getting that right, tell me, tell me, uh, you, 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 this is why we have you on Alex. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I mean, that's, that's not an, uh, not wrong. Um, I would say, you know, there, especially the book that accelerationists draw from, um, anti-Oedipus, which was the first in the two volume set called, uh, capitalism and schizophrenia, the other one Mm. is a thousand plateaus. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, the accelerationists draw on this path, on this part of, um, anti-Oedipus where they start all of a sudden being like, you know, maybe the way to resist capitalism is actually to amplify its, its, uh, intensities, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, accelerate certain parts of it so that it yeah. kind of becomes even less capable of control and could open mm-hmm. spaces. Um, they kind of retracted that, uh, and then uh, Leotard, who wrote the Postmodern Condition, mm-hmm. in the before that he wrote a book called Libidinal Economy, where he said a very similar line of thought, where it was mm-hmm. like there is no. Escape from capitalism there's only through yeah. um, he also kind of denounced that book afterwards because of how mad people got at him.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: well, I would say that whoops that in my layman's understanding of it, you could say there is no escape from capitalism in that there is no uh, there is no distinct separation between socialism and capitalism because of yeah. the globalized world. Because some some economies are socialist but still operate within a capitalist milieu, you know you can't really draw that line uh, as easily uh, unless you have some sort of global standard of uh, political ecology. So, yes. yeah, uh, and that's sort the... of making schizophrenia. Man, it's making me mm-hmm. have to be yeah. one thing and then yeah, another. That, you know, that made me a bit All
2: schizophrenic.
1: Yeah, just that sentence yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah.
2: No, I, I, I remember in college deciding that cognitive dissonance is how I would live my intellectual life, which is just oh, like yeah. never allow any sort of settling or uh mm. harmony. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't live in the twenty first century that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. don't think and if you do, there's probably something you're probably not thinking quite right. <laughs> like yeah. you're and comfortable. Then, <laughs> and then <laughs> in when a big thoughts.
1: When a big changing event happens, like you freeze, like when yeah. a pandemic happens, you can't adapt because you're only you're not you're not you're not like riding the wave. You kind of I've I've conceptualized it as riding a a wave. Mm. I used to be called like contrarian, that. but that's just because people would observe me at different <laughs> points on a wave. So right. that's <laughs> not I'm not being contrarian. I'm just good. in a different place. So.
2: There you go. No, no. I, I think that's exactly uh, that's very good. Um, no, because it's not contrarian. Yeah, it's it's just like anything that comes up, I'm gonna like go into a debate with myself about it until I go crazy. <laughs> as a uh, as a baseline,
0: I have just one moral belief that I like being nice. Oh. that's pretty No, I thought, but I, I thought you were going to say
1: I like dogs
0: I think that's sort of why <laughs> I like care ethics because it is, it's like at the end of the day being good comes down to stuff as stupid as that shit which is you give a bagel mm-hmm. to a homeless man you did it you did praxis. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah I feel like that's that's part of a big problem these days of some sort, I wouldn't want to try to call it any one thing, but is that you have to be both extremely like ideas are very simple and extremely complicated at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like a slogan is incredibly effective. It also reduces things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like it is as simple as to say something is bad. You know, you can call something out and say that's bad, but also that, reduces things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's a lot of the distance that happens (laughs) for Mm -hmm. me in, in let's call it late capitalism.
0: I I guess like every sort of uh, every reactionary philosophy is a trying to create that perfect world. Like Ayn Rand was all about creating that single unified theory, Mm -hmm. trying to reconcile the inherently conflicting nature of everything. And I think that's what drives people to madness, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this oh, way, yeah. this yeah, this accelerates
2: theories, theories of everything mm-hmm. is a can be a dangerous game to play. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys looked at that object-oriented ontology at all. Or
0: oh, a, oh, oh! No, tell <laughs> me about N. it, honey. Honey, describe it, honey.
2: <laughs> it's it, it. It's really funny. Um, well, it. One of the people actually from the CCRU h- helped kind of develop it, and it was part. Of, it was an offshoot of a thing called speculative realism, which was like a bunch of mostly white dudes being like, "We need to rescue realism from all of this mm-hmm. idealist postmodern philosophy." These PC that
0: we- cucks have gone too far.
2: <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh. Not,
0: not quite like that.
2: Okay. More like, a, <laughs> more like, more like we've learned all we can from the interesting observations of that generation. Mm. Uh, now we need to move on to something else where we, where we feel okay saying that something actually exists, and <laughs> you know, have a. I
0: feel like this is like the world. this is like the pretense to every turf argument,
2: though. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I mean the way I the way I phrased it there definitely does sound like uh, J.K. J. Rowling. <laughs> so that, it's we a, reaction, a it's a reaction.
0: Yeah. It's a
1: reaction against so much existentialism.
0: Is that
2: what you uh, say? W- against um, like postmodernism, poststructuralism. Okay. Um,
0: the schizophrenia uh, of capitalism. The idea like, we have only one mode. We have only one thought. We have only yeah. one direction. Hence the band what? One Direction.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, God. I, I knew there was a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> the Dark Enlightenment boy bands,
3: <laughs> One Direction.
0: <laughs> uh, all of them kings.
1: Yeah, they just made everything get worse much quicker. It's yeah, amazing exactly. They, Acceleration is they, one they direction. Put, they made music worse in just a matter of minutes for everyone
0: oh actually i like one direction you don't know you're beautiful oh oh. i like harry styles
2: he's hot i feel like i never learned even enough to be able to reference one direction in a pop culture reference
0: Uh, okay so let me tell you there's harry there's zane (laughs) (laughs) okay no i'm not gonna go through
2: all the rest of the podcast yeah this let's is a one direction, one direction podcast now, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, what's Niall and, Ferguson doing now?
2: And K pop.
0: Yes. Well, I feel like K pop and the Dark Enlightenment are somehow joined together, and I don't know I don't know how.
2: Hmm. Let's let's be careful what we're connecting with the <laughs> Dark <enlightenment>. K pop. Um, <laughs> no,
0: they're but,
1: the they're the answer. They're apparently the uh they're they're what's yeah, gonna
2: who like took down uh all lives matter when he yeah. was trying yeah. to trend <laughs>
0: they're yeah. like angels of the light enlightenment exactly they're yeah. the TikTok teens they're the good zoomers they're the white hat zoomers that everyone's talking about yeah. uh, as opposed uh, to the black hat zoomers which are i guess just mega kids
3: oof. Yeah. that's
0: it no topic. kids with anime avatars who are like trying to be trying to Teenagers who are all into, technically, it's a Fibophilia talk and have cat girl anime <laughs> avatars.
2: <laughs> anyway, object-oriented ontology. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: object-oriented ontology.
2: It mm-hmm. uh, was an offshoot from secular realism uh, that, that wanted to really push it far and say, the world is only made of objects and they cannot be fully known. They will always withdraw is the term they use. From Heidegger, a weird interpretation of, of this Heideggerian thing, where you will never fully know an object, and everything is an object. Literally everything in the entire universe, including the universe, is an object. Mm-hmm. And <laughs>
0: this sounds like a divorce guy talking about women.
2: Well, everything they, is an object. How do we'll they never do with,
0: understand them?
1: <laughs> how do they deal with signs and in, like signs and information from signs?
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh in this version of realism, this is the one part, this is, there's a few parts that I like about it. And one of them is that they give a coherent explanation for why Sherlock Holmes is real. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right? Sherlock Holmes is real. Mm-hmm. It, he has had an effect in the world uh, in whatever various ways that a piece of popular literature can. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, he's real, but he's no more or less real than... And and they're known for uh, what are called Latour litanies. Which is a <laughs> reference to Bruno Latour, whose actor network theory has a similar kind of view of the world. Everything's an at- actor or a network. Okay. <clears throat> um, and that, that's where they list a bunch of things. They're like, you know, Sherlock Holmes, the moon, a ham sandwich, real. all real. My, you know, vitamins. Big toe. Vitamins. <laughs>
1: vitamins. Vitamins are real. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know what's in them. Like, like you we can can just never start know listing. what's in them.
2: Smooth Bernie. <laughs> Actually, let us let, go in a little round robin here and just name things. For a all while. right,
0: yeah, all right. Um, uh, uh, blue jeans. Parakeets.
2: Cottage cheese.
0: The state of Oregon.
2: Happiness. Earbuds.
0: Fantasy novels with big dick dwarves. <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> All right, that one distracted me. <laughs> okay, so, can't handle the big dick dwarves.
0: The dark enlightenment inevitably leads to the fantasy novels with yeah. big dick dwarves.
2: Oh man, yeah, that might That would of... be the only literature allowed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tolkien, but all big dicked. Everyone's big dicked. <laughs> all big
0: big dick Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, it's just Tolkien, but with interjections of how big the dicks are. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, today we fight, we shall die, but it shall not be this day. And, like, uh, strides, Oh, and by the way, he was, huge. <laughs> yeah, he was hung like a fucking <laughs> ant.
2: That's like uh, those um you know men writing uh women characters things yeah. drawn from popular fiction yeah or <laughs> <We're> glistening yeah. <laughs> body
0: uh the worst ones they're like she was 15 but she had the body of a oh, lusty God. 20. <laughs> uh, no stop <laughs> stop Aaron sorkin <laughs>
2: I don't uh, know, Aaron Sorkin said that? <laughs>
0: no, no, he didn't say that, but he, he, he's generally not known no. to have progressive views towards women.
2: So how do they prove he that would...
1: Sherlock Holmes is real? We can't get too distracted here. <laughs> I gotta know.
2: Uh, well, because um, I think somebody like Latour would say because he has a material effect in the world. Anything that has a material effect in the world is real. Okay. Um, okay. Like, so you know, I am not real. <laughs> you just shout into the void of this podcast
1: uh, yeah exactly
2: the I, only uh, people
1: who like this podcast are other people on this podcast
0: exactly <laughs> um so that yes. so speculative realism uh yes, you're holding is. up a book wow. Object, Object a, new a new theory of, theory of everything everything by Graham Harmon. It has a Lego block on the front, which is uh, obviously talks about it sort of, <laughs> it has this vaguely utility feeling like, look, we're just getting down to brass tacks. Things are things. They're discrete things. You can't know <laughs> where they begin and end, but trust me, they're discrete. It's real. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about metaphysics. Everything is real. Things are real.
1: You said bractas. <laughs>
0: bractas. 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 How, how does object oriented ontology. Bractas. Bractas.
2: <laughs> bractas. You <laughs> give me a task, I'm going to take care of
0: it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's bractas. Uh, my daughter was killed by a lazy man, which is why I always get things done. I'm bractas. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Cool irony. (laughs) Um, So, how does object-oriented ontology figure into the dark enlightenment?
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it does, except that, um, except that, like, realism was definitely kind of the mood of um, the CCRU, I guess, and Mm -hmm. this kind of resurgence of realism um, definitely fed a uh, a more a more kind of exacting way of thinking but no i'm not going to tie it to dark i'm not going to tie it to the dark enlightenment we can yeah. double back now but okay so it was
0: like realism say because like for the first half of the 20th century with like derrida and the frankfurt school and even like deleuze and Guattari, were like we just straight up can't fucking know anything okay we are in the woods we're in the dark we're fucked up This is like what sort of like Jordan Peterson hates about postmodernism. It's like, I implicitly reject the idea that we can't know what things are. Things are things. Um, Pick up your room. (laughs) Clean up your room. Your room is a thing. It can be measured, okay? All right, bucko? Uh, listen,
2: and, listen, listen, Bucko. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, do you think this like realism was a reaction to early 20th century philosophy, postmodern philosophy, which
2: like didn't yeah.
0: place a lot of stock in the idea of like a knowable, objective reality?
2: Uh, yes, I would say that that's definitely a big part of it. Is like um, the idea. Well, it also comes down to the third word there ontology Mm -hmm. versus which is the um you know speculating about the nature of things how stuff works Mm -hmm. versus epistemology which is the study of how we come to know Mm -hmm. how things work or whatever you know and the study of like the knowledge making that's that's a lot of what i do not to give too much specific
0: epistemology
2: specificity about who i am but (laughs) science and technology (laughs) studies uh is big on epistemology you
3: know how does
2: science make knowledge and is that is that a specialized objective space Mm -hmm. where politics and culture don't infect because you disinfect it for it in the lab Mm -hmm. or in fact is science just another political political cultural practice among many Oh, that mm. makes me
0: think of um, the philosophy of scientism and how that has a lot of overlap Precisely. with dark enlightenment thinking.
2: Yes, scientism okay. is a, it, it is like uh, that kind of a. Um, I don't know if it's an invention of STS, but it's definitely a big part. Is like especially things like uh, economics or other disciplines and areas that wanted to act like they were sciences. Mm -hmm. And therefore, valorized objectivity and the scientific method in ways that, quote, Mm -hmm. unquote, real scientists actually probably wouldn't very Mm -hmm. much. You know, if you ask the average chemist (laughs) what they thought of the scientific method, they would be like, well, yeah, it's a thing I do. It's like my job.
0: Yeah, I use it to understand (laughs) different types of mushroom spores. I (laughs) (laughs) I can apply it to this very narrow frame of knowledge.
2: Yeah, I don't know do how it.
0: that applies to whether we should give trans people hormones or not
2: precisely <laughs> like,
0: like
2: like I don't know why you know they wouldn't say well it's about objective knowledge and how things are real and blah 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 you know this is this kind of ideological object objectivity mm-hmm. <laughs> like Jordan Peterson or um Stephen Pinker or yeah all
0: or, of the... or even like neoliberalism, where the idea that the free yeah. market is best suited morally and ethically to uh, arrange society, and science is morally and ethically best suited to arrange society because mm-hmm. it, because it is the most quote unquote rational. Even though right. all science tells us is sort of it gives us one picture of the universe, but what we do with that information is completely up to philosophy and material societal factors and political factors and not scientific factors whatsoever yes. which is why um, people balk at scientism and for those we've been talking about scientism but for just for a, like to establish a definition scientism yeah. is the um, the veneration of scientific knowledge above all other forms of knowing it says that we can know the best with science, yeah, as it's... opposed to philosophy or uh, softer sciences like history, social science, or even um, or psychology, or mm-hmm. uh, or through literature. Art. Those are inferior ways of knowing, and thus we should only turn to science in order to shape our moral and philosophical boundaries.
1: Wikipedia yes. is saying Steven Pinker is like the it's like a guy who falls into this category. I've seen a, I've seen he's, him on Twitter. What's the deal with him? Is he good or bad? Quick. he's bad. Well, he's a, he's bad.
2: Oh yeah, he's bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, he's he's very obsessed with like um, you know, that we need to turn to science, we need to not question science. We we need to you know, he would want to blame postmodernism or as a blanket category covering anybody who disagrees with him, like Jordan Mm. Peterson always does Mm -hmm. um, uh, for destabilizing faith in experts and science and whatnot, as Mm. though anybody was actually listening to what academics (laughs) say (laughs) at any point in in history, other Um, than the other than the huge cottage industry in the academy that actually runs the academy, which is, pipelines to the software industry, government and corporate world. Like yeah, that's really that's really what the university is built for. Like yeah. these little offshoots of cultural studies and race, stu- critical race studies and stuff are so small and powerless compared to everything else about the university. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but it's just—it's because they're more proliferate in the culture. Because like right. corporations are still the bad guys in movies, because they're a more compelling bad guy than the Black Panthers. <laughs>
2: uh, oh man! Because that be of
0: that, bad corporate movie. people. Yeah, <laughs> just shooting down the black. Well, it's basically Death Wish one through four.
2: So. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! What am I talking about? It's like every action movie made. Yeah, in
0: every action seventy. <laughs>
2: nineteen eighty. Uh,
0: which are all great. All of them
2: good. Uh <laughs> um, clean up these streets. Tack. <laughs> TAC.
0: oh, uh, t- uh breast as tack breast.
2: Oh. Uh, I
1: forget
0: uh, his uh, brack,
1: brack task. task. Brack, ta- brack task. Uh, brack, brack task.
0: task. <laughs> brack task. Brack task. Pia. Um brack. Oh. Oh, uh, man. So, and scientism is good because it also makes you it makes you less um, squishy morally, basically. It's designed to deaden you uh, and make you think of people as only sort of transactional sort of objects, essentially. It reduces hmm. any sort of uh, metaphysical notion of humanity down to the idea that we are just, you know, basically flesh pods. Walking around aimlessly. I which hate is that we
1: flesh pods. <laughs> <laughs> we will
0: become color
1: commentary. What
0: <laughs> about the body without organs? <laughs> but what about the body without organs, Alex? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that.
2: Um. Well, that's one of those terms that I still am trying to make sense of. But I think it's also it's also sometimes can be thought of as what they would call an abstract diagram. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes more sense to me. An abstract diagram, by by the my best understanding, is like that. The same physical and or mathematical and or scientific, or let's say, uh, like the same processes occur in different areas. That is, you could write up the same mathematical equations for. Like how water moves, how people move through a crowded space, how—I mm. um, don't know—I'm doing a bad job. But the fluid dynamics—it's the, the idea that you can pull out of these complex interactions
0: that everything is, sort of repeats from a macro down to a micro scale.
2: Yeah. Well, and that—and um, that—that the same, like, well, because. The funny thing about losing Qatari, as I understand them, is that, let's take STS, for instance, Science and mm-hmm. Technology Studies, wants to ask, how does science come by its knowledge, and what are the implications of that? Losing and Qatari, on the other hand, say, what can we take from science mm-hmm. and use as a tool to think philosophically? So they're mm-hmm. not really interested in, like, troubling science, they're just sort of like, grabbing things from all over the place
0: don't ask what you can do for science ask what science (laughs) can do for
2: you
3: Mm.
0: yes that's not the quote uh
3: um
0: yeah because that's sort of like a um a phrase that comes up in uh academia a lot is like what is it doing what is it is it working what is its function how is it operating you know the Mm -hmm. scientific knowledge is only good in as much as what you can use it for and you can use scientific knowledge, you know. You can use uh, Einstein's theories to make infinite energy or the fucking A bomb, you know. Yeah. It's well, and, uh, um, and which one you choose is not a science is does not depend on science. It depends on other factors.
3: Yes.
2: Well, and if you could imagine a more political climate in which science was happening, the Manhattan Project would <laughs> probably be the epitome of a place where, you know. It wasn't just a bunch of objective people asking objective questions. It was a bunch of very subjective reasons to be uh, um, adamantly trying to blow shit up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, we're making a bomb. We're making yeah. a bomb.
2: <laughs> Some people have even
1: thought that their motivation was the total annihilation of all humans.
2: <laughs> Instead, that would of be just... great if there was if there were a few like uh, of the ex-Nazi scientists being like, oh, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what so I was that's trying what... to do all
1: along. <laughs> yeah, that theory has been directly suggested.
0: Just like, Come on, Klaus. We're going to get rid of the commies. But yeah. I thought we were going to destroy everyone on Earth. Yes, I thought this is and not-
1: everyone else. Also <laughs> well, yeah. everyone else.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, did um, I not uh, get the memo?
0: <laughs> the commies, you've, OK, I guess that's a start. Yes, they're on the list. We have yeah, he's the list. That's a lot of people, <laughs> I guess.
2: Uh, right. He's, uh, he's keeping he's keeping a list the whole time. Oh, and also <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
0: uh fucking uh we were talking earlier about Peter Thiel too. Oh, um, yeah. so Peter oh. Thiel is a huge backer of the Dark Enlightenment. He's so scary. just a Peter Thiel he's is really this scary. billionaire. <laughs> he's he was He's gay, which is important in a lot of actually ways. Oh, it's important to mention that, that he's gay, because he's the reason why he was outed by Gawker, mm-hmm. and he's the guy that backed the Hulk Hogan lawsuit. Right. Oh my uh, God. That
3: yeah. uh,
0: that destroyed Gawker and which oh, set I an extremely that. bad precedent for suing, uh, <laughs> for for suing publications because it meant that you could go after all of their assets and basically gut them for one story and it was as set by this florida judge Uh, and peter thiel has an interest in that because he very much wants to he's very much interested in controlling the flow of information as we were talking about the power elite uh in earlier episodes and about how uh the new economy is essentially controlling the flow of information peter thiel a guy that runs Palantir and is very interested in suppressing anything that he doesn't find to be uh, beneficial to himself is a very scary figure on the horizon of new capitalists. Um, And uh, he loves the dark enlightenment. He loves it. He gives it a lot of money. He's Nick Land's sugar daddy. (laughs) And (laughs) the question is why, why does this philosophy uh help psychopaths like Peter Thiel
2: yeah well um I would say you know because if you just listen to the to the kind of um really basic part of accelerationist ideas hey let's amp up capitalism (laughs) and create something new yeah you know if you take that at face value you're like somebody like Peter Thiel is like, oh, hell yeah, that's what I've been saying all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super capitalism. That will get us <laughs> to the new thing. Um, you know, so when somebody like uh, Nick Land, um, and, right, I, I still want to maybe try to draw out why Nick Land turned to lose into uh, fascism.
0: Okay, let's start with, why Nick Land turned Deleuze into
2: fascism. <laughs> okay. So by my best reading, um, it's it it's something like uh, the the non human that's another big term in the non human. Not I don't know if it's used in dark enlightenment. It's actually used in much more in like super legit mm-hmm. cool Theory, but Deleuze theory. uses non-human. I don't know if Deleuze uses non-human, but it, he definitely inspired the use of it because mm-hmm. it's it, it's you know, it's this kind of um idea about the material world, mm-hmm. the non-human world, mm-hmm. um and in some cases the non-sentient world, I guess, mm-hmm. has a tremendous amount of sway in what mm-hmm. happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Stuff pushes back, material pushes back. You can't, you know, politics doesn't just flow on a flat space. It goes coll- careening and colliding through immaterial worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, look no further than trying to implement a healthcare system <laughs> mm. to see that it's not just people getting in the way. In other words, it's not just, you know. And so that comes out of, like a lot of Deleuze's philosophy came out of, um was inspired by complexity theory mm-hmm. and, you know, um, complexity science, chaos science, all of these these uh, areas trying to account for just how fucking crazy. <laughs> shit's <laughs> but, wild, yo. Shit's wild. <laughs> yeah, and complicated. <laughs> and super <super-gondi-> complicated. <laughs> uh, uh. um, but so for Land, uh, I think he really latched on to this idea. That there is this other force, this like godlike force that has existed since the beginning of the universe, mm. and that capitalism is part of that. It's ooh, like, neat.
0: Spooky. It is. Oh, no. It, God created capitalism in his image. Jesus God. Cap- <laughs> oh, spooky. <laughs> it's like got money printers for nipples. Feels so clean, like a money machine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that that whatever this force is it wants to just like hyper organize and sort and build and develop and everything is just going to keep doing that and we are part of that we are the sort of unique progenitors of that so sort of this force. is like a, the ants, a movement if you will, that run it hmm. so this is a movement based off of
0: rationality that says that like we're metaphysical bob the builder spirits
3: <laughs> it, it
0: actually has like an axiomatic like spiritual thing a component to it where it's like
2: uh i don't know about the spiritual part i mean you could read him that way i suppose because of just how much uh god ability he places in this kind of like um, Schizo capitalist materialism mm. thing. The but, builders um...
0: are the builders. They make the things, so the builders are the best. The scientists are the builders. They make the things. They have the Legos and they have the blocks, so they make the things, and they <laughs> are the good ones. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, no, I mean, because like, uh, I think land and and these kind of neo fascists. Reactionary types um, wouldn't have much patience for um, for the more legitimate and interesting, even if it is weird mm-hmm. and sometimes problematic things like object oriented ontology or something. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, they've moved way beyond <laughs> whether <laughs> or not there are objects. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: so how does Nick Lane use the non-human in order to get to fascism? So the, oh, first off, this is this is non-slash human, right?
1: Yeah, or non-dash human. Is it? I think I think that's important. Or actually, an, an actually, important it's distinction. Just, it's just one word. Is it <laughs> one word, or is it not? Is it non and then slash?
0: It's
2: actually no, a it's full sculpture of a okay. man
0: made entirely out of Indian bread. The non-human. Okay.
2: okay. In. <laughs> In uh, in academic lit, it's it's one word. Um, there's a volume called the non-human turn. That's a good one to look at. Uh, it's uh, chapters by different people who were kind of engaged with the idea of the non-human, um, because that obviously also includes everything, every living thing that isn't human. Um, mm, okay, and so okay. that's that that's kind of important. Like mm-hmm. thinking about thinking about um, intelligence and sentience is, not this uniquely human mm. quality but rather and so uh new materialism um was a big movement that that developed as part of the non-human the non-human turn mm-hmm. um and that the, that is like i said earlier this kind of you know that the material world has a huge force that theory hasn't been thinking about it they've just been talking about how we receive the world we've mm. been talking about the world itself that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i it, it, and a lot of my work is in that neck of the woods um mm. but so but so but if you take that to a kind of take that and several other things to kind of a crazy extremist point of view you would say the world run the material world runs the show we're just these ants mm. thinking we have control over it but it's actually this kind of your force this like that that landian it's uranus un- up in the sky, power, yeah running everything so we should just let it run run its course and-
0: it's just sky father we're back we're just back to religion again <laughs>
2: we're just mm. back to wait
1: he says we should just let it run its course is that
2: really what he we says should, well that that well, we should encourage it, really. Ooh. For a while he was saying we should let it run its course and then he turned to we should encourage it. Um, we can know <laughs> the
0: will of God and we can use poor gasoline Ooh. on it.
1: <laughs> like, Things are going at a good tempo now for the end of the world. <clears throat> All right, we got like 40 years. Come on.
2: Yeah, 40 years. Unless we start geoengineering. That's the only way we're gonna Hey, save
1: you know what I was thinking we could do? We could try to set off a nuke that will uh, cover the world in clouds
2: to slow it down, give us five years. Oh yeah, I mean, stratospheric uh, aerosol injection is a, yeah. is a major, yeah. uh, sadly, that's the only kind of geoengineering that ever gets talked about. Yeah, that's people the only one like, we got. Is people are always like, immediately go to the Bond villain, being like, we will light up the sky. Yes. Tiny <laughs> mirrors in the sky, <laughs> glitter will save us. Then we will move the moon. Uh, it, there wait.
0: will, between the mesosphere and the ionosphere, will be the glitter sphere, and it will reflect. <laughs> it will yeah. reflect all the all the bad light. We're gonna
1: man a, a giant spaceship with K-pop people to <laughs> to just block out the sun.
0: <laughs> They'll dance. Into They'll the do sea. it.
1: They'll do it. They'll
2: save the world.
0: The K-pop um,
2: kids will save the world. Uh, but 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 no alex i i don't think you're wrong there about it seeming religious like the way the way he thinks um because it is this kind of like religion of capitalism and but not in like a wall street way more in like no there actually is this super force Mm -hmm. that we need to just like encourage and it will build us this kind of new world where we merge with machines, that's the other part of it, is there's definitely a singularity merge with machines ah, component. I see. Um, and and basically the capitalism birthed artificial intelligence, which will and together they will birth
0: Yeah. And the new system is not possible without humans combining with machines and becoming the AI or whatever. Yeah. That's and that's human, yeah.
2: That's the next thing we're getting to. Yeah, humans were the necessary step in the line of evolution. Nice. Needed. Yeah. I'm down with that. To... <laughs> <laughs> that
0: sounds kind of nice. Nice. And
2: so that's why I'm a huge supporter. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, which is why we <laughs> we are a CCR. Uh, we are a Dark Enlightenment podcast now. Uh, Dark Enlightenment. <laughs> no, it's fucking stupid. We, they all just want to be cyborg men. Nice. They all want to be Cybermen from Doctor Who. It's the fucking lamest. It's not even the good (laughs) Doctor Who villain.
2: (laughs) Um, It's not even the good one? The other unfortunate unfortunate part of this is if there weren't enough unfortunate parts, is that because land took up the Dark Enlightenment and Yarvan kind of then took up land, um, the word accelerationism drifted from this kind of obscure academic like really a thought experiment of sorts Mm. into neo-nazis using it (laughs) as a term to describe what they're doing when they go out and try to cause riots and try to um (laughs) we're just accelerating bro exactly we're accelerating the downfall of western civilization to usher in a white ethno state that is also now accelerationism (laughs) so it might be it might be done that term might be over (laughs) We need to call it something else. Doesn't mean well, that the ideas that originally were in the academic thought experiment aren't still very compelling.
0: Accelerationism is so funny. Oh man, if you smoke this entire pack of cigarettes, you sm- I'm gonna make you smoke this entire carton of cigarettes and then you won't do capitalism anymore. Because you'll be so disgusted.
3: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Oh, I um, uh, yeah. I thought that he kind of was um, a little racist too. It's, but Who is it but any axe? Is it an as accidental that the neo Nazis picked it
2: up? Oh no no no. I mean he, it, you know I, he doesn't think very much of the alt right or um, tr- or certainly not tr- Trump or and definitely not neo Nazis. But I don't think that he has any moral fortitude that would stop him from, I don't know. Being like, okay, sure. Do <laughs> you think he'd be like, do you think he's a bell he's, curve type of guy? And he's definitely uh, bigoted in all kinds of ways. I'm quite mm. sure at this point. I don't know that I've ever heard him say anything specifically, but you know, you can draw a pretty terrible,
0: um, well, yeah, the yes. dark enlightenment people aren't explicitly racist. like Peter Thiel has never said anything explicitly racist in public that right. I can recall. Like
3: but at the yeah.
2: but at the end of the day, neocameralism is also built on um, extreme. Uh, um, uh, what is it? When you get you get the credit for the thing that you do. Uh, meritocracy, meritocracy. Yeah, meritocracy, yeah. The idea which of meritocracy is, is... which is inherently
0: problematic. <laughs> yeah, who will we will create the test, and whoever does the best <laughs> on the test will be the best. But who will create the test? Why the best will create the test. Okay.
1: And then, and then they like just repeat it. that until. So that that can, if you take that recursively, we do it enough. Eventually, society <laughs> yeah. will just snap into shape. We're gonna pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps here.
2: Yes. <laughs> jump into the air with our bootstraps right
0: i i often did that as a kid i would try and lift my <laughs> shoelaces up in order to fly uh <laughs> and
2: then just fall dumb yeah. dumbass
0: I was, kid i was i was smart i was i was creative i was, I was smart <laughs> um, i was i was a scientist this is how we know things using the scientific method can i fly by lifting my shoelaces up the answer was no <laughs> i thought i could fly by thinking really hard
2: yeah. Uh, no,
0: not
1: smart I enough.
2: Fly by taking some acid and jumping off a roof.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the ultimate experiment. No, no. Tell me, well, what was what was you saying?
2: I should not. Uh, do I was going to say um, we could turn, uh, given that we're talking academic stuff, to a popular topic of the moment. Ooh, yeah, are you
0: it? talking about Miss Harper's letter? yep miss mm, harper's letter who care <laughs> who care i think it's funny <laughs> it's it's so funny just because of the rogues gallery all those people it's it's only funny because of the names just the collection of people beside each other the letter the the text of the letter who the fuck cares i wanted, to see, the-
1: <laughs> I wanted to see one of uh, like some famous musicians but none of them signed it
0: Winton Marsalis.
1: Oh, that, he was, was he the
0: only musician. He was the only musician. I was that thinking Holland Oates should sign it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, stop beating up on us.
0: Would <laughs> be funny if like every like comedian that's big, like Louis C.K. signed I, it as well. <laughs> He's really been a victim of cancel culture.
2: I th- I was surprised that there was... what that um, I guess they were sticking mostly with like public intellectuals, but. Um, Yeah, I was surprised that, like, Bill Maher and, um, uh, like, Jerry Seinfeld weren't on there. They didn't invite them to the party. Because they're constantly complaining. I mean, Bill Maher made a career out of complaining about something that he helped create. (laughs) Yeah. I think
0: there's more money in punching left for his boomer audience. They're just annoyed by kids who talk about socialism all the time.
1: That's why my mom's... (laughs) Alex, are you worried? Are you at all worried that at some point in your career you could say something and then lose your job because no. of it? No. Alex, too. How about you?
2: Uh, it seems unlikely because i because I'm <laughs> because of a combination of I hope I'm the kind of person who wouldn't say something, yeah. blah, 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 but also because I know how to, you know, check. Myself before I mm-hmm. wreck myself, so-called. Um, <laughs> and uh, but no, I I, I don't I, I don't um, deny that that could happen. Sure, I mean if you. But but it's so rare. It's such a rare thing well, you have that to... actually happens.
0: You know what is a good? We were talking about Richard Stallman last time on the Mm. podcast, and he's a guy that got canceled for having a monumentally bad take. Yeah. And it did. It how significantly did it affect him though? Like, does he does he teach anymore? Did he resign from his position?
1: He has resigned from some positions. I didn't. I didn't look it up. But there have been other people. I just. I mean, there was a guy. uh, Did you see the the cancel culture thing? Is funny because it's happening to either professors. Of minor repute generally, or people who refuse, who do something crazy on video. <laughs> and it's too different. This letter is being associated also with the people who are doing a horrifying shit on video of like physically threatening because they're not wearing a mask. Yeah. So some insurance guy got canceled, he got fired from his insurance job. <laughs> For not wearing a mask at Costco that's and that's, that's not a free big, speech thing, so
2: no, and that's a big part of the problem is that um, all of these all of these terms that could be somewhat useful to talk about how discourse works in politically dramatic times, as if they weren't always, but you know especially now that people are actually noticing um, are just tied up with the worst people. And then Trump uses it in that speech. So it's yeah. like, why, why would you write an, an, uh, a letter? Write? I don't know if they ever say the word cancel culture, but they obviously are yeah. directly invoking. Um, and then JK Rowling signed. And it's like, come on, Oof. what do yeah. you doing?
0: I mean, these are the people who are like, uh, also like people do get canceled. Like Norman Finkelstein got canceled because he talks smack yeah. about Israel. Dude can't get tenure anywhere, but you don't get yeah. canceled for like, saying that i don't know that you can get canceled for that which is which sucks uh who else did um the former new york times editor ian baruma didn't he get shit can for publishing a fash op ed
2: uh he was a bard professor he yes. was um, as as we may know <laughs> we know <laughs> And, We've made uh, reference to
0: it before. Okay. Okay. Good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he allowed no. What's Nom Gomeshi? Is that how you pronounce his name? John Gomeshi. Right. He allowed John Gomeshi to write an
0: Apollo. Okay. So this is a fun Canada fact. John Gomeshi was the host of our most successful radio program called uh, Q. It Whoa. was so six. It was basically our trailer park boys, of, in that it was <laughs> our only piece of media that got exported internationally in in our huh. in our field of radio, or one of the few that actually did. It was popular even outside of Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, Gian Gomeshi turns out, um, got in uh, some trouble uh, because he apparently was alleged to have choked about 17 women without their consent uh three of them sued him but then uh he was found not guilty uh i shouldn't say sued him three of them um he wait was it a civil case press press charges i can't remember i don't yeah it was criminal charges i believe they did press criminal charges it wasn't civil um and he got off because a superstar lawyer marie hannon like interrogated them witnesses down to a T, and there was lots <laughs> of inconsistent actually it's funny i mentioned Classic. trailer park boys because lucy from trailer park boys was one of the uh, accusers who uh took the stand yes yeah uh, that's right yeah and then that's ian right. baruma Giangameshi came back uh he's trying to come back he released a, a podcast and stuff like that after this whole thing was over huh. like he can never work again because 17 different accusations even if you're not guilty you can never work again uh, <laughs> well he can and, come on this podcast hell yeah gian gomeshi come on house of decline <laughs> we will have you anytime
2: Yeah, you and should be the podcast that, you should be the podcast that will platform anybody
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we will we'll just yell at you though we're gonna cancel
2: you again yeah you'll be double be like, canceled ha. <laughs> ha! We tricked you. You're just here to get canceled.
0: <laughs> we'll ream you out, John Gameshi. We'll lick your ass. We'll choke you like you choke those ladies. Allegedly.
2: <laughs> allegedly.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's kind of you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, not guilty. What can I say? Law found well, not guilty. Yeah, let's have OJ we'll, on the show.
2: Yeah. Well, allegedly is kind of the I feel like the linchpin that Baruma used to be like. Um hmm, this might be interesting to have somebody really bad write something. It was also at the height of Me Too, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, or to, like to, towards the, I was about to say end of it, there will never be an end of it, no, or should there yeah. be. Yeah, um, But well, but the end of like of, the, Joe Biden is the end of this sort of
0: version of the Me Too movement, the Alyssa Milano Me Too movement, if if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but
2: um, but, as it, but but as it became less of a media sensation, um, yeah. I guess is is what I would say. Um, yeah, that's when Baruma decided to do that yeah. and didn't really edit it, and
3: yeah, it was yeah.
2: It, it was stupid. Um, I did I, I did sort of question that somebody would need to be fired over
0: that. I don't know. Yeah, well, he is. But I—it was funny that he signed it because he is like a direct victim of cancel culture for his rape apology. Rape me, culpa. Sorry, I, sorry, I was raping, guys. Sorry, my maby. <laughs> yeah, was... no,
2: no, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. He should have been fired. It was um, really stupid. I guess maybe. maybe
1: I don't know. I mean, uh, that's different. Whether or not he should be fired, that gets but, into labor rights.
0: But yeah, he's also an editor oh, yeah, too, right. so that's he's management we class. About. Yeah, what we were, we've all come. We're all very smart and have come to the decision that this whole cancel culture debate is not a free speech debate, but an employment yes, slash we're all very labor rights debate,
1: and it's actually all about how these communists would do
0: it better. Communists, the thing about communists is that if you called your co-worker the N-word, there would be an endless system of appeals before you could fire it. It would be placed in a rubber room.
3: And
1: then you'd be sent to the coldest place we can find. You would still have your
0: pension.
2: Sorry, comrade. You have to to go before the the second commission on diversity, (laughs) Uh, political inclusion... Mm. and hummus
0: <laughs> oh no it's in the woke polyp building <laughs> uh, cletus god dang it they're gonna crush
1: us with bureaucracy again
2: that would, that, would, that, that would be great if if being canceled in our communist future was just you got like um put into a uh a kafka-esque <laughs> yeah just like endless bureaucracy of uh yeah. hr mm-hmm. <laughs> training sessions yeah yeah, the rooms oh, keep God, getting
1: smaller, a, oh,
2: and the computers—such a nightmare! God. The computers just keep
1: regressing. So, like every day, you're using a computer from a, a year earlier.
3: Yeah. it gets
2: worse and worse How? until you're on until you're on like a giant, uh, like timeshare computer from the '60s. Yeah, <laughs> moving tubes around mm-hmm. while being yelled at. Oh man, I
1: can't I can't calculate what I have to calculate because Bob is calculating. Man,
0: I got this job at a company, but it's just it's just diversity training sessions. There's we don't do any work. We're just in diversity <laughs> training sessions the entire time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's man. like um
2: that's like uh you ever watch the show Yes Minister?
0: Uh no, the old British sitcom.
2: Uh Yeah. It's re- it's really good. You should watch it. It's red. written it's technically written by two ex-Margaret Atwood or Margaret Thatcher. Atwood. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Atwood, She sent <laughs> a letter. She sent the Harper's. <laughs> letter. Did she? Yeah, she was. Yeah, it, yeah, she was on my mind because of the Harper's letter. Um, yeah. Margaret Thatcher, speechwriters. So, like, <coughs> it it can be read as a conservative critique of like a crazy bureaucratic liberal state, but it also is just really good at making fun of government. Um, oh yeah i don't and, think you have
0: to have perfect politics to be like a very good political satirist like armando yeah. iannucci is a very he's very lib but uh he writes he's one of the best
2: oh yeah and mm-hmm. and, and and that's his favorite show uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's that makes a talk. lot of sense yeah um but yeah but government
0: is absurd regardless of either side so you know
2: there's an episode where the minister find that he's the minister for uh like minister for ministerial affairs or something like that <laughs> where he's like in charge of the paperwork and yeah and they find out that the most he wants to give an award to the most productive uh, hospital in the NHS in the national healthcare system and they're like well it's this one and and he's like wow you know it does so well it stays on budget but da and it's like so how many doctors how many patients and they go oh none it's just administrators <laughs> <laughs> And they go and visit, and it's only administrators (laughs) just passing paper around. There's no doctors, no patients, and it's the best hospital in Britain. (laughs) That is healthcare. That is healthcare now.
0: (laughs) That's academia now. That's why people are frustrated, because there's just schools where nobody learns. It's just administrators. It's just HR reps who are chastising HR reps. (laughs)
3: In
2: perpetuity. Yeah, it's
1: HR reps all the way down. And the kids are there learning how to become HR reps.
2: (laughs) (laughs) By watching HR reps perform (laughs) HR talks to people who have been canceled. (laughs) Oh.
0: Oh, man. Uh, That's Uh, that's Brazil. But,
2: yeah, yeah, so... uh, I think whatever tiny sliver of actual observation was in that letter was so clouded and corrupted by the people involved the dog whistles mm-hmm. in, the, in the um in the text that uh yeah real real trash fire dumpster yeah, fires real
0: real doo doo take real real <laughs> shitting your doo doo pee pee pants yeah, take I,
1: I have a proposition to how we can fix this whole thing okay Okay. okay. we just need affirmative action for cancelled people
0: oh <laughs> uh, man <Yeah>. I, I...
2: <laughs> wait 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 for the for the people who would cancel no for no the, the people the who canceled. got
1: cancelled because now they're a minority group You're and right. they need special protections uh, yeah. You're right. Yes, they do so we have to, uh, universities now have to hire, uh, one out of <clears throat> every 10 people has to be someone who got canceled. Yeah. And then you have to deal with
2: it. <laughs> I know that, uh, problem? I know that James, James Lindsay, who's one of the uh, three who did the so-called squared prank. Do you remember that one where they... Submitted seventeen fake papers.
0: Yes, to prove journals. that postmodern gender studies were a bunch of crap. Uh-huh. And yeah. then uh, it was people it was, just thought it. Mostly people just thought it was being spirited.
2: Yeah. Well, and also like you know, you could you could fake a bunch of scientific results and get into a journal yeah. if you if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, James Lindsay, Helen pluck Gross, and Peter Bogosian. They're releasing a book soon. That's gonna be like the cancel culture book. So watch out. They got they got a big hot take coming coming They're down the big steaming, steaming hot take. Steaming yeah. hot take. <laughs> yeah. Is
1: Peter Bogosian related to that guy that was in that uh that,
0: movie? that was in Uncut Gems? <laughs> yeah, Uncut Gems. Is he related to the
1: Uncut Gems guy? Nah, he's not. Damn, Don't I love so. that
0: guy. <laughs> What's that, that? What's his Eric name? Boghossian? Eric Bogosian? He's hot. Aaron hot me. fire. Mm-hmm. Eric yeah. Bogosian's very- No, Peter Bogosian and James Lindsay and the lady.
2: <laughs> <Helena>
0: <laughs> <Puckers>. and Hel-
2: <laughs> yes, very good. Yeah. Very, in keeping, very in keeping with their politics.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if
2: you want to treat them the way they treat everybody yeah. else. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, they they think uh, these PC cucks have gone too far, and uh, we're we're gonna do something about it. God damn it!
3: Mm. You well, no
0: one's gonna get canceled no more. We're only gonna get uh, the green light. That's the opposite of cancel culture. Green light culture. You <laughs> want to talk about fucking- all green
2: lights all yeah. the time? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Anything goes.
2: <laughs> No, no, no. Just all green lights all the time. There you oh, go. shit.
1: The traffic will be great. <laughs> I'll be on time for everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And debt.
0: <laughs> hey, it works in Thailand. <laughs> oh, my God. But I think we should, we should bring this around to, in terms of, like, uh, cancel culture and sort of, like, reactions to it, I think it sort of relates to the Dark Enlightenment in what we've been talking about. It's about mm. the powerful people attempting to control information. Um, mm. And these are powerful people that want to control perceptions of themselves. Even Noam Chomsky, even good old Noam, signed that thing because he, too, is pissed off that some fucking cat girl Zoomer, <laughs> a 19-year-old, can call him a cuck and get 20K likes and, you know, be influential. Uh and uh, fucking, I, I think, how does the Dark Enlightenment affect us, the everyday lads, the everyday dudes <laughs> rocking? Uh, how would you say that these philosophies have sort of spilled over such that they um, are prevalent in our lives?
2: Well, uh, Dark Enlightenment is certainly prevalent in the kind of like, uh, I don't know, The tripped out new right, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. new right wing that is on the internet and ironic and like, you know, culturally ish, uh, um, um, what would you say, competent or um, conversant, you know, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like George Will or somebody, some (laughs) kind of Mm -hmm. old school conservative. (laughs) I made a Pepe.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, George Will is all like anti-Trump uh, and uh, like, yeah. uh, hardcore voting for Biden and stuff. I love those
1: guys. <laughs> I love those Republicans for biden I love them. They're because they're like. I, listen, we're I'm gonna say something real controversial. Mm-hmm. I'm voting for for uh. Joe Biden. Lord help me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, Mm. fucking, yeah, but it's true. The dark enlightenment has wormed its way into the public consciousness through this now sort of nascent uh, right-wing zoomer yeah. meme culture that's permeating yeah. everything online.
2: It's the goddamn memes. It's the goddamn memes. It's the memes. I was gonna. I, I I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to get canceled. But it's mm-hmm. the memes. Yeah. There's something in the memes. <laughs> There's something in the memes.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Actually... that's my new horror movie. Is a killer meme.
2: <laughs> Actually, that would totally fit with land. It was like memes proliferate despite humans.
0: They are yeah. real. Memes are things.
2: Memes have <laughs> memes have their own uh, agency, and mm. human and they use humans. Eh? Mm. See, see how I did that. You're right. Mm. Roko's <laughs> meme. We have to bring the meme into existence,
0: or else it will punish us with eternal suffering. If it, if we didn't help bring the meme into existence. Wow. Yes. So that's oh. why they dance like that.
1: The k-pop, the k-pop people that is
0: yeah they're the anti-memes because yeah. they're fighting they memes. are memes they are yes. they, they are memes you can only fight a meme with a meme mm-hmm. and they're the only people
1: who like they are the meme and mm-hmm. everything they do the japanese think, also do this i think yeah we should their, go with, with them well the japanese have roving memes you've noticed you've seen this on john oliver like the people in the big suits
0: Mascots, yeah, the mascots, Japanese mascots mascot the Japanese culture, men- yeah. that just
1: are roving through, and each mascot has a different section of Japan to guard as a meme, as the me, as the idea guard.
3: They're You're right; they are the they're dark providing. Enlightenment.
1: They're providing psychological shields against the dark enlightenment. I, I think. Oh
0: yes, because yeah. but even so, even though they're sort of like the feudal corporate lords that the dark enlightenment contemplates, they are in fact using their ex uh, outsized yeah. powers for good.
1: Of course because the the Japanese are very xenophobic so they don't want anyone else's dark enlightenment they got You're their right. own they got You're their own right. they got their own and it involves <laughs> mascots
0: <laughs> uh, i love the mondo mascots is a great twitter follow i will forever shadow at mondo mascots follow them right now
2: <laughs> mondo mascots yeah
0: they they it's just a new japanese mascot every day and there's so many of them Ones you don't even think about, like uh Asahi paperworks, uh it's a it's a big tree that's sad. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, great. uh it's it's great. a mascot for the Simpsons
2: with the with the fish guts.
0: Uh yeah, the uh uh Mr. Sparkle, of course. Uh <laughs> Uh, a wh- knife goes in, guts come out. Guts that's come what out. Osaka Seafood Concern is all about. Yeah, that's, yeah, what yeah. You're... <laughs>
3: that's
0: it. But, okay, yeah. Apparently <laughs> none of the white people can do the Asian voices on The Simpsons anymore. Ooh, so canceled. That's gone.
2: That's
3: canceled. canceled.
2: Yeah. That's canceled.
0: <laughs> Everything's canceled. The Simpsons is decidedly not canceled. And it, if it what had been canceled, it would have never been canceled.
2: Mm-hmm. People wouldn't have allowed it. Although when the when the um, uh, Ramesh Ranganathan made that documentary about Apu. Mm-hmm. No, no was that was Harry Condobolo. Oh, sorry. Ramesh Ranganathan getting... is, doesn't have
0: anything to do with Apu. You're racist. You're racist. Oh, no, no you're not. You just confused <laughs> one guy for another guy. You're confusing your desi comedians. <laughs> I don't, give, it, I don't what, give a shit. What
2: I really did was I watched hours there different and different casts. Hours. How
0: could you even confuse them? <laughs>
2: I watched hours and hours of British panel shows during lockdown, so mm. I just have so you've like the names Ramesh of panel mind, shows uh, bouncing in no, my head.
0: Ramesh Ranganathan. Uh, the difference between him and Harry Kondabolu is Ramesh Ranganathan right. is funny. Harry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kondabolu is the very definition of a, like a woke school. Uh, not to say that he wasn't right about the problem with Apu. He's not yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His con- I'm no, just criticizing right. his actual comedy, which is not funny.
2: Yes, I've never experienced him being particularly funny. Yeah. Um, but I remember, obviously, a bunch of mostly, uh, well, actually, I think I made a kind of uh, one of those, um, you know, where you can make a screenshot of The Simpsons with the with the dialogue. You're right, uh, yeah, Frank-iac, you took a, <laughs> a Simpson shot, yeah. I, I did a Frinkiac uh, where it was, homer holding the nuts and gum and it was right. like you know i'm a white male 18 to 45 everybody listens to me no
0: matter <laughs> how like, bad my ideas are yeah, yeah i haven't gotten together at last yeah it
2: was basically <sighs> like this is everybody saying that that uh that a who should still be a thing <laughs> <laughs> everybody should listen to my ideas about about race <laughs> yeah very enlightened
0: very enlightened. No, we should keep Dark, all of our
2: darkly enlightened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's a good place to end. I feel yeah. we've uh, talked a lot. Thank you, Alex, for being thank on our so podcast much. to talk about yeah, the dork thank you enlightenment.
3: For
2: having me. Uh, I hope I didn't say anything offensive. Absolutely you didn't. I don't
0: think we're not. No one's getting canceled. No. We, there may be a day when we will be canceled, but today <laughs> is not that. Today was not that day, sir.
2: No. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what is it, uh, you know, um, you say no to
3: death, girl.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do we say? (laughs) No to cancel culture. Not today. Not today, cancel culture. (laughs) Not Uh, today, cancel culture. Not today.